Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. And today's guest is Robert Phipps, a producer and recording engineer. How are y'all? Doing well, doing <laughs> thanks well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for letting us come to your studio. We're at Rob Studio right now, Bloodstone Studios, um, and it's super cool. And Jacob also is a co-hosting this episode, so thank yep. you, Jacob. Yep. Came to hang out. It's not behind the scenes. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we're we're letting. Oh, I, I just realized that. Yeah, you've always been kind of like doing the technical stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, Jacob's yeah we wanted there. you to do all the work today. So. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Which is so great for. Uh, he's probably just like, yes, we're in an actual studio. This is this is perfect. Yeah, no problem. But cool. Well, yeah, let's get started. Yeah. Um, so tell us about yourself. Give us a little bit of background. Okay, so uh, my real name is Rob Phipps. A lot of people who have known me for a while might know me as that. Uh, but for the past couple of years, I've been kind of going under the name Rob Endling. Um, it's uh, there's if you look up on Facebook, there's a million Rob Phippses. You know, there's only one Rob Endling. So <laughs> okay, yeah, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. So so I get asked that a lot. People are always just kind of like, "What the hell?" Like you know what I mean. But anyway, so yeah. So, uh, 26 years old, I'm from North Carolina originally, I uh, moved around for a bit after 18 or so, and I've been in Greensboro for the past almost five years, I think, like, uh, I think it's going to be five years th th in 2018, so, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm a music producer, I guess you could say I wear a lot of hats, um, music producer, engineer, mix master, uh, songwriter if you asked me what i was i would first say songwriter yeah that's probably what i most pride myself on but uh by profession now yeah producer kind of all in one one-stop shop for bands to you know that's also awesome. come make a hit yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of how i obviously met you back in the day you being yeah 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 stuff. so it's perfect oh um, cool so yeah tell us kind of jump back and tell us how it was uh maybe at home with your parents were they creative or when did where did the recording thing start it's funny because uh and I, I love my parents. They couldn't be more supportive of what I do. But uh, a lot of people that get into music, they do have, I've, I've found they have, you know, a parent that used to be in a band or like did something or just had an instrument laying around or whatever. And that wasn't really the case with my parents. Um, my mom was an attorney, you know, judge, politician. My oh, dad wow. was like a, a businessman, like, you know, just entrepreneur to the extreme. And, uh, so there, there wasn't a whole lot of like uh, initial like encouragement, like, hey, you know, pick up this guitar and you yeah. know, like, see if you're any good at it. But we had an old piano at our house that was like, you know, just handed down through generations, and I would always get on there and bang on it, but it was just out of tune as hell. Like everything would just sound awful. So, yeah. but you know, my mom did take piano lessons when she was little, so she can't she can't play piano and she can read music. It's kind of oh. one of those like. Uh, something you got to do like you know if you go to private school or something you got to like learn how to play the piano back in the day you know what i mean <laughs> like it was like, like a mandatory class yeah or something. you had to be able yeah. to like read music you know or i mean or That's to crazy. be like a debutante or something and have that special talent you know you need to be able to like also play piano or something like that you yeah. know what i mean just kind of or whatever but uh so she would sit down with me when I was real little and like go through these like Christmas carol like jingle bell type things and tell me how to play them on this like really out of tune piano. <laughs> and so that's kind of what got me into it. Like, uh, and uh, to skip forward a little bit, um, I think like 
you know, a lot of kids when you're growing up, something shitty kind of happens when you're like around, you know, your preteens or whatever, yeah. fa family stuff, whatever, whether it's a divorce or whatever. And what do you do? You find punk and metal music and you fucking <laughs> put your headphones on and oh, tune yeah. the world out. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. So next step was obviously I wanted a guitar. You know what I mean? I wanted uh, to start rocking. Like I had a, my older cousin really got me into guitar. He was in a band when I was like, when I was 10, he was like 16. He was, yeah. he was in a band and he, He's just the coolest dude in the world, like, to me. Like, I just thought that was the pinnacle of the coolest thing you could ever do was to be in a local band, <laughs> like, at 16. So when I was, like, 10 years old. So, yeah, I bugged my dad for a guitar. He got me one for my birthday. It sat in my closet for two years because I was so frustrated. I couldn't play anything on it. Oh, and, shit. Uh, what I did sign up for was a uh, band, like school band. So mm -hmm. I got into that um, and uh, quickly learned I wanted to be a percussionist and just bang on stuff like really hard. So by seventh grade, I was doing percussion. And I think my dad saw that I had a little bit more inclination towards that, like drums, because it was just easier to start banging on stuff. So he, one day I came home and he had got me a drum set, which was like the coolest thing ever. Like, it, yeah, like I said, it was kind of like, you know. It was kind of a shitty time, and he was just, and, you know, he, he could tell I was just trying to, like, you know, put on a face and, you know, like, go through the motions, and, man, I came home one day, and that thing was there, and I was just, like, Dude. it just was, like, crazy. I was on that thing every day as soon as I got home from school, just, like, bang, you play drums, too, Jacob. Yeah, I was Jacob was said all too well. Yeah, I mean, you said that was, like, seventh grade? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. nobody has a good time in middle school. That's yeah, just, like, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit here and tell my stop story. Like, everyone finds that, like, you know, if they get if you get into rock, it's because something shitty happened to you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. know, I mean, if you get into anything sort of like that, and, uh, but, you know, yeah, and you find kind of, like, you know, other degenerate kids that are fun to hang out with, you know what I mean? Uh, not really degenerates, because uh, to fast forward a little more, um, I started playing in my first band when I was 16, like my first real local band. Like, what band was that? The Coliseum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the yeah. Worst name ever for a band, but... I've yeah, never seen that band, yes. Yeah, it, it amazes me how like many people from around here will be like, oh, the Coliseum, what? Like, yes. I, I know Aaron Johnson, or I still have that CD Dude, in my car yes. or something, you know? And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, So that was when I was, like, 16 to, uh, to 17, or 15 to 17 or something. Like, right. Uh, and that really, it was crazy because I was, I was so bad at, like, 15. God, I, like, I was so bad. Um, <laughs> and the songs I wrote were god-awful, but... It was the fact that we were making them, and yeah. we had friends that thought that was cool. And so, flash, flash forward to about, like, 2009, um, by the time we had our last show, there was, like, 200 kids there or something, you know? It was, like, we were a big deal in our little local scene, you know what I mean? And we meant something to, you know, a few people or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so, that experience kind of, like, you know, just from there, I was like, you know what, like, oh, if it was, and it was kind of, like pretty naive too i was like oh, if i can do this in high school you know it's this easy to get a following of you know 200 local kids i'm just gonna go move to new york or you know just do that there and do it way bigger you know <laughs> but uh turns out it's a lot easier to do it in high school when you know you don't have shit else to do exactly. <laughs> yeah 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 i wish people were I wish I would start a lot of things in high school. I think I mean with you know responsibilities and yeah, you, low risk. Don't you almost wish like you could just like go tell yourself to just like stay in your room more and work harder? You know what I mean? Like yeah. or I wish I could go tell myself like 
what you're doing is great. Like the fact that you're, it's Friday night and you're not out and you're a loser and you're just like working on what you're working on. Like, good for you. Like keep doing that. In fact, actually do it more if you can. Like, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. But anyways, yeah. It is what it is. That's cool though. So were, were you recording in any of those bands or your, your earlier bands? I actually did get into recording in the Coliseum. Okay. Like very originally, like back when uh, the, the, the recording, um, the recording industry, the music industry, but the recording industry has taken such a huge, like it's gone through such a revolution in the past 10 years. So in 2007, I think I got my first, I was like, I don't know how old I am. I was like 15 or something around that time, or 2006 or something. Yeah. I got my first little like standalone eight track boss unit that like, <laughs> like burns CDs, like straight, like you plug my microphone straight into it, Dude. eight microphones and you could like mess with it in the box and then it would burn a street CD straight, like from the box. Like, so you could just, you know, plug in your microphones, record something and then burn a CD. And like, I was just like, my, like I, I begged for that thing. Dude, it, that's, that's like revolutionary when you're a yeah, kid, you're yeah. starting out and you're just like learning music and everything. You're like, wait, I can record something and listen to oh, it. Yeah. It, it. And that was really when, um, I didn't know it at the time, but that was when I started like my, I just had this itch for songwriting. Like all I wanted to do is write songs and, yeah. and you can't do that until you can finally record something and play it back and then add something else. And that, you know, that's obviously the what recording is you know but like you can't write a song until like you can play something and then hear it back and know if it sucks or know that it sucks immediately because your first songs will suck horribly. exactly yeah so that was huge and then um a couple years later i had found out about this thing called pro tools okay and um so i had i needed a new computer because whether I was going to college or I was just, you know, whatever, I, like I had no computer. And so I was getting a new iMac. And so I was like, yeah, like my parents were getting me a new iMac. So I was like, well, you know, if you, if you get this interface, I can like record on the computer and not have to do it in this yes. box. And, 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 blah, blah, blah. and my dad was just like, okay, but is it, is, is it sure it's just this thing you need? I'm like, yes, that's just this it. Is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and of course you're like, that's not all you need, but like, I, I got a, a Pro Tools rig at the time. It's like this Digi 003 rack unit, which um, <laughs> that's exactly what we use. Yeah, for the, yeah, yeah. For the podcast. And, and, yeah. and you'll go into big studios nowadays, and you'll still see those things because the guys are still running on Pro Tools from that year because they don't want to upgrade. Because you know, if it, like if you upgrade, you could potentially screw up a lot of your. Oh like, really? Yeah, yeah like. Um, uh, DAWs, digital audio workstations like Pro Tools and stuff, they're not very good about staying updated to the current OS. And so, uh, if you're not, or especially like all your third party plugins, I'm kind of talking to audio nerds. And well, you're good. Yeah, this is sure. perfect. Yeah, I know Jacob knows what I'm talking about, but like they'll, um, they won't update, update. So when you update your, uh, OS or whatever, like either you'll have crazy bugs or things won't load or, your sessions aren't mixed anymore because your plugins aren't working and it's just like and you, like it's a nightmare to have to revert back to an old OS I've had to do that before yeah, so. yeah. I'll never forget the day I lost Pro Tools yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh really oh, oh for sure yeah yeah so so I had Pro Tools and um I was I was pretty confident little shit at the time like I was yeah, I, like, yeah I, I, got, I got my shit yeah I was like oh I can record I 
where the band's at tell them to come record i, I have a studio now you know what i mean i was in my bedroom you know, and uh That's but again to, to the way the recording industry was at the time you really could it, it was the beginning of this home recording revolution and you really could convince people that you were a superstar because you had pro tools at your house like, yeah and now it's it, it, you know everyone has everyone a recording setup yeah. everyone yeah but back then i mean i so i was 17 and uh one of the i i was convincing like local bands to come record with me and stuff and one of the bands was like they were all seniors at unc chapel hill okay and i, I was just like what like i saw them at a show and i just for some reason i had the courage to go up to them like, i thought they were really cool they were like an indie band or whatever and i was just like hey you know I, I have pro tools and you know i'm i'm a recording engineer <laughs> and you know and and really they were like oh wow pro tools huh you know what i mean and it was that easy and so i like you know recorded bands that were older than me at the time and stuff and uh dude that's sick yeah i charged them like i don't know maybe 20 dollars or something a song <laughs> like, oh shit that's crazy yeah yeah but uh so and then i put a huge like so then you know you turn 18 you graduate high school and you gotta figure out what the fuck you want to do yeah of course which which i always say it's funny how like when you're 18 they want you to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life when two months ago you had to ask to use the bathroom you know Dude, that, like, that's a very good way to put that out. yeah yeah you know like so but i was pretty confident like i i did terrible in high school like i was a horrible student like almost flunked out i wanted to like drop out oh, like oh, it, yeah. it was bad and uh so just by a miracle i graduated and um i was so sure i was gonna do music i was just like you know fuck college fuck anything i just I, i'm the man i know what I, i'm i'm like the shit like i can just take on the world right now yeah someone's gonna want what i got you know <laughs> and uh yeah so anyways when i figured out that was just like completely not the case at all um and I saw all my friends going off to like these four-year schools and stuff. Uh, I, you know, I kind of was like, got that envy of just like sitting at my parents' house. Well, I don't want to be this loser, you know, just writing music in my parents' house. Yeah. So I uh, made the decision to go to Full Sail University, which okay. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about that. Yes, and I definitely want to hear about. Yes, okay, I definitely cool. want to hear about how that was. Okay. Hopefully, I'm not like keeping y'all from answering any more questions. No, this is no, no, this, no, yeah, this, this you're literally going about. into everything. That okay, we, cool. we're so, did you go to like the actual campus? Is it yeah. In Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I what what <clears throat> what happened was uh, my older cousin who got me into music. Right, the one who was in like that local band or whatever, he went. He ended up going to Full Sail, and he had like the best experience there. Like he he had the, um, I don't uh, what's the word, just the quintessential like time uh, and, and went through the motions perfectly to be that model student that they end up placing with like a really good job opportunity, and he landed it. And uh, he does live production now for this company called uh, Claire Global, and um. I'm probably butchering that name too, but it's in Pennsylvania somewhere. But he just he does live sound for like all the top forty act world tours. Like, oh wow, he, he's on Fall Out Boy's sound team. He's done tour like world tours with Shakira, like you know just Kanye West, like everyone oh, you name it. Yeah, yeah. So he had already graduated by the time I was about to graduate high school, and he had that job. So here I am, like, well, you know, if he went to this music school and has got this crazy good job, it's gotta be easy, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, not so much. Yeah, so I went there and just, um, it didn't take long for me to realize that it wasn't for me. Like, and it, it is for some people. I don't want to diss the school. I probably will end up by the end of the statement. <laughs> the school, I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 
it, it's it's not for me but specifically it's not for me personally because i'm just a terrible student like period like it, it doesn't matter what school i go to it's always been that way like i'm i can't pay attention i don't do homework i yeah. can't sit still like i just fucking hate school like i hate like having my time taken up about something that i don't care about learning and knowing i'm never gonna need and it and that's just it's it's such a like prick little way to be but you know what i mean i mean it's what it is as a, as a kid like i was definitely just like I, I felt like the world was happening around me especially like the music industry was out there happening and i didn't want to be stuck in a classroom like i wanted to be building something you know and uh full sale is like 24 7 like six days a week you know oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's uh non-stop so you really can't do anything else while you're there and what happened was i ended up meeting a dude there that uh we were both trying to make like the same type music like we met on orientation we just ran into each other and i was like oh yeah like you, you smoke i smoke yeah cool it makes music <laughs> and uh so we, we started making some music we're like oh my god like this is exactly what we're trying to play or whatever and it was, it was like kind of like pop rock stuff at the time like bands like uh the main and uh we yeah. the kings and stuff were like huge so we were, we were like late to the party but we were trying to get on that train and uh so we were making all this music and we were really in love with it. We were trying to find musicians in Orlando to like form a band. And meanwhile, I'm just like flunking out of school because I'm just oh, like, yeah. I'm going, but I'm just not there like at all. And, uh, you know, the classes, it, it, even at the Excel pace it's at, I still was just like, this is like so, like, so, like you know what I mean? And, like you're wasting your time, kind of. Yeah, you're just wasting yeah. Money, you know? I mean, I remember first day they it was like a class of three hundred. They start a class of like three hundred kids every month because yeah, the, like... the class goes or the classes go month to month. Right. Um, so in my class, we're in like I don't know if it was like orientation or intro to media one hundred and one. One of the professors is like, so yeah, you're going to be using things like uh, Pro Tools and blah, blah, blah. Raise your hand if you know you're already using Pro Tools or somewhat familiar with. And I was kind of sitting in the front and I was like this, expecting there to be a bunch of hands raised behind me and I turn around and there's like no one <clears throat> was oh, yet shit. no one was even like using and I'm like so and, and you know I start meeting the other kids in the class and I can't really like learn anything from you know what I mean it wasn't yeah. like a, a super competitive like I really like when people are better at things than me and so yeah, yeah yeah and you know kind of attached to them and get better and it just I didn't see myself really growing at the you know right i wanted to yeah. being there for like two years and uh so what happened was the guy i was making music with he was like you know what? i'm just not feeling the school i think i'm gonna move back to new york because he was from albany new york and he was like you know and i and I, i've got a band like ready to go up there that wants to play this stuff and i was just i kind of was like looked up at him and i was like oh, he was like yeah, yeah you know you, you come up to you know and i was like okay let's do it like and i just like called my parents and i was just like I don't know what I said, but I made it quick and sweet. I was just like, I'm dropping out. Like, and, uh, oh, shoot. yeah, yeah. I think my mom was actually more relieved than anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Because the, the bills, like the balance or whatever, she got to see what that was. Cause it was got sent back to her like every you know month. And she was just seeing how much that school calls rack up. And she was like, sure. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, I, you know, it was not cheap at all. No, I mean, no, just, it could have been way worse, but just, if you don't know about this school and or you hear about it and you're thinking about it, just to put it into perspective, I was there for, 
I don't know, a total of like eight or nine months and like acquired like 60 grand tuition and living expenses. Yeah, it's a two year program oh, too. So, and, and, yeah. <laughs> do you get, do you really get a degree or is it a certification? No, it's a degree. degree the problem okay. is it's not accredited by the same bullshit accreditation company that accredits four year universities. Right. That's all I was yeah, wanting yeah. to mention. Like an ECT like or own, ATT thing. Yeah, it's like their own kind of accreditation. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, you which, can... which all those accreditation companies, same thing with like when you see JD Power ranked number one in cars, companies pay to set up these credit, like these accreditation companies, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And these, uh, I don't know what you call them, you know, these, uh, whatever award companies organizations yeah. to yeah. kind of make them look better yeah yeah and they, like who do you think makes these companies and these accredited who, who do you think funds the accreditation uh you know firm that that accredits all these four-year colleges the four-year colleges pay their salary exactly. <clears throat> i mean and and you know i'm, I'm not uh i'm just saying that's the way the world works you know what i mean but to get back on point you know it's uh it's it's you get a degree and it is a bachelor's a bachelor of science degree um but the thing in this industry is no one is ever, ever going to ask you where you went to school. Like, ever. That's very, that's usually very accurate. Yeah, no, no one, <clears throat> none of my, sorry, <clears throat> none of my clients have ever, you know, when they've come in to tour the studio, achoo, sorry, um, <laughs> when they've come in to tour the studio, they're not like, oh, you know, I see your gear, you've, sh you've played me some stuff, and, you know, we're really interested, I'm, I just don't see your degree on the wall anywhere. Can you tell me where you went to school? Yeah. You know? That would be very weird to hear mm -hmm. if that ever happened. You'd be like, oh, what? Yeah, nine nine <laughs> yeah. times out of ten, I mean. I mean, but like when you're in office, you know, a doctor's office, you sure shit want to see that that guy went to Harvard Medical. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like, that's, that's going to make all the difference in the world. But. Yeah. Um, but so in this industry, though, it just doesn't matter. It's all about um, what have you done for me lately and who do you know? And, you know, you're as good as your latest work and all that. So I, I kind of knew that from a very early age and just the pressure of like society telling you, you know, you need to go to college. You have to, you know, follow this ladder or whatever that got to me for a while. And that's why I gave in on things like going to full sale and stuff. But I've known all along in this industry specifically, it's not the same for most other industries. Right. This industry, you just school doesn't matter. You teach yourself this stuff or you have a really close relationship with, with someone that teaches you. And mm -hmm. that's that. And, you know, there are no, there are no, no like initial accolades of like certified. You can do this. You know what I mean? It's like, can you convince people that you can do this? So yeah, that's a crazy. I mean, ultimately, at the end, it's it's like your products, your accreditation. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah. really matter. And, and, and I kind of like that again. Like I'm, <clears throat> I'm super competitive. Um, I'm a, I'm a really nice guy. If you don't know me, like I'm I'm a really nice guy. Yeah, of course. But, but uh. I am competitive and I love healthy competition. Like, like I said, I love when people are better at things than me. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh man, like fuel dude. Yeah. I'm like, I, no, I can't let that, uh, -uh. like, you know, <laughs> tell, tell me what you know, you know? Like, so yeah. But, so, uh, New York. Oh God. <laughs> yes. I want to hear, I, 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 I want to I hear the story. Uh, New York is just crazy. Um, I really uh, maybe there's like you know one or two people from New York that end up hearing this. So if you're listening to this, miss you and love you, but I don't miss you that much. Um, <laughs> but it was a it was just a crazy time. I'm, I moved up there when I was 19. Oh crap! Yeah, again, this was Albany, New York. Um, but you know it is the capital of New York, and, and it, there's like four colleges like right in the th thing, and we were right next to an all girls Catholic college. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Uh, 
Yeah, just uh, just like the partying and the like Thursday through Sunday night, you know, like during the school season. It, it was it was ridiculous. Like, and so I, I was just up there. I was in like a pop rock band. Like yeah. the dudes I was in the band with were already like like in the scene up there. Cool dudes. Had a lot of friends. So I was just immediately like assimilated into the. I don't know, scene, whatever you oh, want to call it. Yeah, yeah. music scene. So. Made a lot of friends real quick, and uh, it was just crazy. And it, and uh, the band ended up not working out. Like, me and the singer, let's just say there were personality differences. Okay. But, uh, and, you know, that's a story with every band that eventually breaks up, you know what I mean? But it, it, the music was really good, and so I wasn't just, you know, I, I felt I've always had a pretty good ear on what's good music like has potential and what is shit so i i wouldn't have moved up to new york for sure yeah yeah i I wouldn't have like just done it for fun even though it ended up being a lot of fun and that was about all it ended up being yeah um the music was good and i really believed in it i was working with this guy uh matt um albert and uh i I know he's not listening to this but i just love that guy to death like um and we became like super close friends and uh he he was a few years older than me so like when i was 19 he was like i don't know like 22 or 23 or something okay. so, so yeah. he was like kind of like my older brother just like you know arm around the shoulder taking me around you know town introducing me to everyone and just like and we just made music together and lived in this cool like three-story five-bedroom house with one Holy crap one bathroom that oh, it was God. always looked like it was about to fall over and the first in the first three days we had that house we had the cops calling us four times for yeah for partying and what we didn't know was that this the like district attorney i don't know if it was like the state like you know da or whatever like just the albany district attorney lived right across the street from us and so we're like we're like how the hell why why are we getting called you know the cops on us all the time and yeah it's because that dude we ended up meeting him and he ended up being a really cool guy and he like hired our drummer to like roof his house or something yeah random yeah <laughs> like, cool yeah he just didn't like us at first which is fine first impressions he's like oh, yeah. kids are coming in yeah so, so new york um was cool i learned a lot about that there was it was my second real band so it was like kind of as you go with anyone that's been in through multiple bands you gotta you have to take away what not to do from those experiences you can't just let them be like a wasted experience you have to like deeply reflect on why that didn't work out especially if you I put like a year and a half two years into it yeah. so um I moved back to North Carolina after or I mean it was kind of like I was just like hey guys this isn't working out and I'm just kind of like spending money and spending my wheels I was in a relationship I met like I, my girl my ex-girlfriend up in New York and it's so funny I know my dad's listening to this right now but <laughs> the the last thing he told me before like, I got in my truck with my shit packed, like, up ready to move to New York. He's just like, do not lose your head over a little piece of New York ass. And he was just like, he was like, I'm gonna tell you, he's like, I'm gonna tell you this once. And he, and he did. And, uh, and sure enough, I, like, I called him, I was like, Dad, I'm moving back home. And he was like, that's great. And I was like, Lauren's coming with me. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was funny. I moved back in. Like, the first time my ex met my parents was when she moved back to North Carolina with me. And we had to, like, stay at my parents for, like, a couple of weeks before we got a place. <laughs> so that was funny. And she had, like, tattoos, like, all up from her neck to her hands, like, all up and down her arm. 
and my mom is just like this sweet southern woman you know so like my dad's just this really like you know they're both progressive but they're old-fashioned at the same time they can't help it and oh i just brought home this like you know set to yeah, like yeah, yeah. alt girl yeah <laughs> it is like hey yeah <laughs> so that, that was that was funny um but what happened was we ended up moving to boone um i don't know why we decided on boone we just did it was kind of impulsive like let's just we got to pick somewhere and uh i was hoping there would be some music in boone um turns out there's really not a lot of music in boone like not not enough to launch something That's serious yeah yeah like there term. are there are musicians in boone great musicians in boone yep, there's there's some really cool bands in boone too and uh but m the majority of them as i was up there and meeting them and trying to network and stuff they're all students and they do have like you know a further goal other than music most of the time which i, I you know i envy people that just do music for fun like and and they can totally just do that and then still have like else. yeah yeah but that just wasn't the place for me. So, um, long story short, my girlfriend and I broke up, and I was like, I was like, okay, well, you know, I need to plant some roots. I don't want to just. I've been moving from like Orlando to New York. Boone was random. I was like, I'm not trying to just do something like random again or just do a long shot. So I, I was like, you know what, Greensboro. I was like, let me just plant some roots in Greensboro. Like, you know, let me pick a city just plan on staying there for a while so you know obviously try and start a band again and uh because i can't like not be uh, if through this entire like history i've been talking to you like i've been trying to like you know obviously be a rock star you yeah, know what I mean? band, 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 yeah, band. yeah yeah like yeah I'm, you know just want to make it and be a rock star and i have to do anything and you know, yeah, obviously. You know? But uh, obviously, you know, that these are years ago. When when you're 21, you know, that's a when you're 18 to 21, that's a totally realistic goal, and nobody can tell you otherwise. You know what I mean? But, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah. Then you realize it's you know not the most realistic goal. So like, um, I think I don't know. I mean, I can go into like from because from there, that's when uh, we actually met because um, I had started in Lane. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that was kind of, uh, that was kind of my first thing priority when I got to Greensboro was right. to start inling. And, uh, I hooked up with my really, like my best friend ever, Will Shaw. Um, yes. I, I don't know if you know him, mm -hmm. yeah, um, awesome. but he used to be in the sickest, most brutal band ever back in the day called Lewis vs. <laughs> Clark. Clark. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all that, dude. That sh those times were awesome. Definitely shout yeah. out to Will for sure. Yeah, he's going to shoot me for name dropping that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I, we, we had done some tour. We had done like a, a small tour together when we were like 17 or whatever. Our two bands did. And I always like I, I I just always thought it was so funny, and we gravitated towards each each other. So I was like, whenever I move back to North Carolina, I'm starting a band with that dude, and we did. And uh, he does um, primarily like um, electronic music now. He does like deep house. Yeah, and he's, so. he's so good. He's yeah. good as hell. Yeah, yeah. Like I I love it. Yeah, Nazca. If anyone wants to check that out, N A Z C A. Yep. Um, but so he was kind of like getting into that pretty hard and i was like that's that's cool like i want you to still keep doing that but i just need you to like play guitar like just <laughs> let, me, let me let me show you these parts and i know you can play them and just be my lead guitarist and he was like cool so we got a house together and uh that's what we did and um i think from the process of writing that record the time it was eventually released was like 
one of the biggest learning curves for me in the industry about the way things actually work and uh, how I don't want to shit on myself, but like how not good like I was compared to like how good I thought I was, yeah. you know. And because uh, you know, you, you, you one door opens and you realize that door is full of other people just like you, you know. You, yeah. Everyone's trying to get to the next room or whatever. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that was um, that. That didn't work out, um, just for multiple reasons, and no one's fault really. And and I think at this point, there's really like no hard feelings anywhere about why that didn't work out, because everyone everyone has bands that don't work out. You know what I mean? It happens every day. Yeah. But what I did learn was um, there's probably a better way to go about doing a band. I, I was basically I, I had this material I had written for like been writing for like two years and uh and so i was like hey now the material's written let me like get a band together and then got the band together i was like hey let's make sure the band can play it now let's book recording time and blah 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 blah. so what happened was i ended up like sitting on this material that by the time it was released was like three years old and that was just a huge mistake like yeah you can't do that yeah like you can't you can't just sit on stuff and expect like these. Especially music. Yeah, you can't. You can't like expect these five songs that you've got that you poured your heart into to be the end all, be all five songs that are going to pay for the rest of your life. You yeah. know, like the best artists just constantly write. Like they don't stop, and you know, and they also don't slow down because of rejection. You know, what I mean, I think a lot of artists, and I, I'm so guilty of this. Like, I want to work. I used to want to work so hard on one thing. So that could just be like the one, you know, instant like, yeah. you know, thing. But that's just not how it works. You just make little progressions, you know, like. So it is. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm mean, I've been ranting. That's cool. Asking I mean, that leads us. <laughs> that kind of leads us, us to like obviously your and you were recording. Like, you you do yeah, that with someone else? Yeah, I um. So I re- recorded um, everything. Like I recorded all the guitars, did all the drums, and. uh did and then sent the files to Kyle Adele. Do you know that is mm-hmm. Kyle, he? He's a really badass uh, mix master engineer and producer from Greensboro, and so I sent it to him to uh, like just mix and, and also record vocals with him, like in the studio, because I wanted someone to like produce my vocals because it was the first time I sang for a band. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I did like I basically wrote it all, did the instrumentation, then he mixed it, and I like did the vocals there in the studio but once uh and that, that again that that learning curve um a lot of that goes back to when i sent kyle the stems he was very um confirming or it was affirming whatever you want to say that he was like you know these stems are great like these are good quality you played them well this is exactly what i need this is how you would send off an album you know to be mixed and uh I was just like, you know, well, fuck, like, if, you know, like, I kind of did that right, like, and, and that was when this hunch kind of started, like, I think I can do a few of these, like, recording things and producing things better than I give myself credit for, because, like I said, I was recording those local bands back when I was, like, in my parents' house at 17, but I took a huge break from that between, like, 17 and, I don't know, 23 or whatever, like, I, I did I didn't really care at all to record anyone else's band, I, like, only cared about being good enough to make my own demos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so, but I didn't realize that as I was doing that, I was getting 
to the point where I was like, my own demos were getting really good. So I was just like, oh, well, shit, maybe this is, I guess this is what happens when, you know, you like, you realize you're good enough at something to start like doing it for other people. And that just kind of like sent this train of thought, you know, um, I was kind of like just working shitty, terrible day jobs anyway. So I was just like, yeah, like, why not start exactly thinking about doing this for like other people, you know, what's one thing? Yeah, I mean, because you think about it when you're 17, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'll be a rock star first, and eventually I'll start producing, you know, after I after I want to step away from the spotlight, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? After you kind of get your fill from yeah, it. Yeah, guess, yeah. After I've, you know, toured the world 10 times, sure, I'll, I'll start uh, <laughs> I'll start producing other bands, you know, and that's what I'll do. And, and then I realized at 23, well, you know, why do, I, why do I need to wait till like, you know, 30 while I start now? So, yeah. yeah. No better time than now, of course, yeah. man. You know? That's a great leeway, segue into... Kind of jumping into what you're doing now, then. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, no, obviously, I'll take that one. Yeah, so um, just you know, getting into the studio more like uh, the the Bloodstone, like the name mm-hmm. that you go through. Um, can you give us just like the briefest description of necessarily engineering, producing, mixing, and songwriting? Yep. And kind of break down as far as like what you what you really do on like a day to day basis now. Cool. Um. So yeah. Um. Again, with the the revolution of the industry, um, what used to take five guys or so to make a recording or a song now can only be, I mean, not can only be done. Um, the budgets can only allow for one person to do that. I mean, basically yeah. what's happened is, you know, the anyone that was already in the industry, you really need to learn to be able to do everything, um, which means an engineer, edit, uh, mix, master be a one-stop shop, you know what I mean? Um, but basically, yeah, all those things are really different, and, and most people don't know how different they are, you know, like, the difference between, what's the difference between mixing and mastering? What's the difference between uh, editing and, you know, mixing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and you used to have, like, one guy do each of these things, and then nowadays, you have to be able to do it all yourself. So, basically, from start to finish, um, you need a song, right? So, like, whether a band comes in here with their songs already written, and this is kind of a taboo subject, but sometimes bands come in here to write with me, where I will like write a lot of their material, not for them, that's a bad way to say it, but with them. With them yeah, yeah. yeah. Towards their vision, they just like, they're not the best songwriters, but they know what they're trying to say and trying to sound like, you know, and yeah, all that stuff. Sure. Um, all that. So you, you got a song, and it's written, and you gotta record it, so... Recording basically is where the term engineering comes in. That just means um, engineer is a fancy word for you set up mics and you get it into the computer, pretty much. Uh, and you try and do it obviously in the most like high fidel high fidelity way possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so if a typical band that comes in here, if we'll start with drums, you know, let's say the song's already written, we'll start with drums. That basically. Uh, drummer will come in bring their own setup i like for drummers to use their own kit and whatever they're you know comfortable on and i'll just set up a shitload of mics on that and um try and uh, i've got this really awesome live room that uh i'm trying to describe it i guess for the people yeah. that are watching but we're watching it we're looking at yeah, it right now i guess about this like it. yeah i guess it's about this like uh <laughs> 500 square foot or something live room yeah. i don't know it's, it's pretty big for a live room it's for sure right? and you've yeah. got you've got massive ceilings too so yeah that's really the cool good part natural it. acoustics yeah and that's that's why i like wanted this space because of that room really yeah fun. but uh yeah so so we'll do drums in there and um and yeah it's basically you know pretty p- 
people can probably put this together in their heads. We do drums, bass, then guitars, and layer vocals on it. Um, the difference is the difference in um, those kind of different jobs is after the fact. Like once everything's been recorded, there's just so much shit you have to do to it to make it like a commercial, commercially viable like product, and not just the raw recording or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, editing is um, when you're time aligning things, and some bands don't want this, and some bands don't require it at all. But basically, you know, our guitar part is slightly off with the kick drum, you know, whatever. You just want to nudge it so when the, the whole part comes in, it's really hard, heavy. And uh, yes, vocals, like every vocals, if you're going to sing nowadays, they get pitch corrected. I mean, unless you specifically ask not, but yeah, but people want, I mean, you want your voice to sound good. There, there's nothing you hear nowadays that's not pitch correction you know yeah. what i mean and you're also in that that same thing you were talking about earlier especially with budgets and and just the way the music industry is now like i, I feel like especially like with pitch correction and things like that you can like a band can come in here and book you know several days or they can book you know just a few days knock out the best that they can and then you can go back in and a exactly, much cheaper yeah. option and, and kind of yeah. fix that yeah yeah exactly um there definitely gets to a point where like uh time is a factor because the budgets have gone down so much and just the value of getting a recording has gone down so much which is unfortunate but you can say that about a lot of industries you know you can't really like complain you just got to adapt and work faster that's the biggest thing is turnaround times nowadays for recording are just expected to be so fast, so fast yeah, yeah and it, it's not like it used to be where people were willing to wait like months, months. yeah p people get like really irritable after like a month goes by you know yeah. and they don't have their record back yet and uh which is crazy because again like 10 years ago when i was my, getting my band recorded like my first band like i remember waiting like four months and just being like yeah, like never thought twice about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but uh, yeah, that's just how it is. And um, the time thing's a huge factor. Like uh, I will usually do about two days per song. That's about the average that it takes. Um, usually about a day and a half. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll end up spending a total of probably sometimes like 20 hours sometimes like 25 hours on one song if it's really like not, i mean crap. i mean yeah i mean sometimes i mean sometimes you know that the, i can spend i can do something in like eight hours and by the time it's done it's completely mixed and ready to go because a band just like nailed it you know whatever yeah where there's not much post-production that needs to be done but yeah i mean like uh basically any band like most bands don't really think about the work that goes into it. They just, you know, they want to pay you and then they want their product back and they don't really want to think about what goes into it. But it's tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it takes, you know, a solid, like, a day of tracking and then the big thing is, is I need to, like, not listen to it for the next day if, if possible because if I've been listening to a song for eight hours straight one day and then next day I've got to like first thing bring that up and like mix it like it's not going to be as good as if I had just totally forgotten about it for a couple of days and, and come then back can, to yeah it. with fresh ears I definitely and, agree with that but there's really like it, time doesn't allow for that really like you got to just kind of make those moves and like the mix decisions and just send it off and then through a process of mix revisions like get it right you know and uh so yeah um those like extra hours like the extra uh, five hours you know usually at the end they usually comes in from like mix revisions just because you mix them once and the band you know 
tells you what they want about want changed about it and then you gotta change it send it back and repeat until you know everyone's yeah. happy that's nuts yeah and i want to ask something that's kind of kind of thought about as you were talking about uh, bands and stuff how do you deal with bands that come in and think they know what they want and they're you know come in and confident or whatever and they get in here and like <laughs> they're completely just lost that's it's a real thing yeah <laughs> i'm a, sure it happens often yeah it's a very real thing um you say you write sometimes you will write with bands you ever yeah. get to the point where you're just like okay y'all just need to yeah just rethink all of this the, the, yeah yeah Cause those writing sessions um and that's something i'm really like in the future uh, like i want to focus more in on just doing songwriting i mean when you get into the pop world like it, that's all it you know katie perry is not writing her own songs let me tell you and as and as much as much as you want to believe that and as much as they will tell you that like taylor swift writes her own songs bullshit she never wrote her own song yeah, like more than know, likely probably not no no i mean like they have teams of like genius songwriters right and she's there the, those artists are there in the room with them and that's why it's called a co-write yeah but uh anyway so so yeah and, and you know those many hats thing that and i always compare this to um I'm gonna get back to your question specifically, yeah, yeah. but uh, but the, like, so you got to think of like a movie, right? Sometimes you'll see that movie where it's just like starring, you know, I don't know who the fuck, starring, directed, and written by fucking Owen Wilson. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all one person. But most of the time, you'll see, you know, it's like directed by Ridley Scott, you know, director of photography, so this person, yeah. blah, blah blah. And there's a reason that you know it takes 300 people to make a movie is because you know they've realized that if you split up jobs things come out better you know what I mean? very true um very true well, it also changes everything too especially when you're talking about like engineering or mixing and things when you get to focus on one craft yeah typically you're gonna have a better way product. better yeah, yeah exactly and it's, a, it's so hard to not be a jack of all trades and a master of one like in in this uh today like in this industry like you really have to try and stay up on all aspects but but to, but to go back to your thing like yeah it's so when you're wearing that songwriting hat and you're like, okay, cool, you know, I get to be a songwriter today, which is why I got started making music. Like, that's why I didn't get started making music because I love sitting on my ass and hitting record for like eight hours, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, don't, I don't mind being honest about that, you know what I mean? But I do love making music and that's just part of it, right. you know? Um, but so songwriting is really, really temperamental because you got to imagine like five grown men and plus me that are all trying to have like their creative vision expressed on this one song you know what i mean and, and also something that all five of them can show all five of their closest loved ones and friends and feel confident about it and so everyone has a different idea about what that is you know mm -hmm. what i mean and uh yeah when it comes to like dudes making art yeah it gets really like uh emotional you know what i mean say, it, yeah. no, no there's never any like huge arguments or fights or anything but it gets very like th there have been some you know like long long deep conversations right where jacob's sitting and i'm <laughs> sitting right now where, where, like, okay. where, where there's like a singer who's just what well, we will have spent a whole day like eight hours tracking this like one song maybe two songs and then and then i'll be like man you killed this day and he'll just be sitting there and i'll be like what's up and he'll be like 
you know, I just don't like any of that. I don't, I don't like any of it. And oh, I'll just be like, no. holy sh-. Like, what do you mean, dude? Like, like oh. yeah, and, and the, maybe the whole rest of the band is like, dude, we love it. You know what I mean? But the singer, and, you know, you got to think, like, the singer is the one at the end of the day whose face is on it. It's yeah. him saying it. People believe it's his words. So, like, and so when the rest of the band is like, well, this is the band that, like, we wanted to be and that you agreed to be in, and this is what we want to sound like, and the singer's like, well, I don't want to sound like that. And here I am, like, they're all looking at me like, so tell us what to do. Like, you know, like make a, make a decision. Who's <laughs> uh, right? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Tell us who's right. Take a side. Pick a side. You oh, know? no. Yeah. So that gets really, really temperamental. Like, and uh, it, it's definitely an art form dealing with that in itself. Like, right. I think I, that's probably one of my greatest skill sets is to manage, like, you know, several different... Um, sets of emotions in a room at the same time and like trying to read them just by body language yeah you know just to, to make a better decision you know i don't know so yeah dude that's <laughs> crazy i can only imagine and the thing about this is it's so tedious for so for someone to be like oh, i don't like it and you just like i've mm-hmm. nine hours on this yep. what, are you, what are you talking that's what about? i was gonna say especially oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're like you know just from personal experience when you're in a studio for eight hours mm-hmm. And you're only, you know, maybe maybe you track drums and you only track drums for a couple hours and everybody else was doing their thing and you're just hanging out playing on your phone for six hours, yeah. you know. The, yeah. That gets that gets exhausting. Yeah. And the, the emotions the, run hot. Yeah. The, the one thing that gets me is when um the dudes in the room, like there's five dudes in a band, but like you know, there's usually only one or two guys, usually like the guitarist and the singer that write, you know, that like are really kind of in charge of the creative direction. So they're always in the room. It's it's when the drummer who's been playing Xbox for like six hours finally comes in and listens to what we've been doing after we're all stoked about it and yeah. it's just like, eh, and like with just something as small as that, just walking in and going, eh, that you will crush a singer's entire like oh, world, absolutely. you know what I mean? And then Dude. they and then they won't want to go back in the booth, and if they do, they won't sound as good. You know, it's just crazy little things like that. If if you shift the mood or like how one little word or comment can shift an entire mood that lasts two hours and like yeah it it men making art is like (laughs) (laughs) you could yeah you could write a book i mean and there are books obviously but like yeah it's it's pretty crazy and it's fun i love it you know i love working with other creatives and, and and i love empathizing with people being just like I know what you're feeling right now, dude. Like, you're worried this, this, and this. But let me tell you, like, you're just not listening objectively. Like, don't listen to this song tomorrow, and then on Wednesday, listen to the song, and then give me a call and see if you still feel the same way. And yeah. I've done that before, and they've been like, you're you're right. Like, I just needed to step away from it, because we had been listening to it for eight hours straight, you know? Just that overanalyzing can, everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we listen for that long over and over again. You just, I mean, you just, you're in your head about it. It's like, uh, 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 yeah, you know, all day. But yeah, mm-hmm. putting up fresh ears on it, it's like... That's not so bad. You yeah, know? exactly. That's cool. I'm sure Jacob tested that too. You record bands and you've been mm-hmm. in the studio mm-hmm. a ton of times. Oh, so yeah. um, mm-hmm. that's perfect. But also, I mean, since we're on, kind of on the subject to get into more of your process of recording bands and stuff. Um, so with a new band coming in the studio, what's the typical process for you to the end product? The end product. It's different for every band. Yeah. Um, okay. Totally. Like, Obviously. Um, I can give you like two uh, extreme different, like uh, the polarized versions of kind of each case let's say the one um extreme would be uh, the band that and um these are some of my favorite clients are the the few bands that come in here that just 
they want me to write. I mean, and, and there's their fans aren't listening, so I don't mind saying this. They, they want me to be a pretty heavy-handed writer. Like, they want me yeah. to make an instrumental and help them figure out lyrics and all this stuff. And I love that. I think that's so fun. Um, so it's totally different with a band like that because they'll, you know, get in, they'll, like, fly in from wherever, because those the ones that do that are from like Pennsylvania and Texas and all this stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not the local bands really. Cause local bands don't want another local guy writing their music. I found that out. It's, it's the ones that like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's let this random dude in North Carolina. <laughs> write degrees, music. Bro. <laughs> like, okay. So, uh, and, uh, but I love, you know, either one. So, so we'll do that. We'll like, and we'll just sit, We'll, we'll, they'll get here, we'll listen to music for about 30 minutes, talk about the songs we want to make, I'll get a vibe for like what they've been listening to recently like um, how their singer's feeling, like has he gone through a breakup recently did, right. did he get in a fight with his dad is he like, you know thinking about quitting college, is he what's going through his head, what can I, you know what can we write a song about and then we'll like pretty much just with a guitar in my hand and right here with the guitarist next to me and the singer next to me and the drummer and just be like, you know, kind of lay something down, look back and do you like that? They're like, yeah, yeah. What, what, you know, the drummer would be like, Hey, try to feel like this. Cause this is what I would play. You know what I mean? To, to make it more theirs. Yeah. And, uh, so, and then we'll just do that until we end up with a song. Um, and it typically, I can write a song and, uh, I like to take two days per song. Cause per song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I feel like in one day it's too, like you're, you might not have the objectivity to do the best vocals on it. So I like to spend one on just the instrumental. And this is now, because I used, like I said, I used to spend a month writing a song, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I cared so much. I wanted it to be, you know, whatever, so good. Now I've found if you just do it quickly, you make those decisions without, like, overthinking anything, and it, it works out better. But And then so the second day will be for just vocals, where, like, we'll have this mm -hmm. instrumental... I'll wake up and, uh, you know, I love my job. I'll fucking pour some whiskey in my coffee and go out for a cigarette <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, and, and yep. listen, listen to the song that we did yesterday and just be like, all right, let's you know, sit down with the singer and, you know, we'll just like be blaring it in our, uh, out of our, um, cell phone speakers, like outside smoking a cigarette, like humming melodies to it, like idiots, like, you know what I mean? Just like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Oh yeah. That sounds just And just in about five or six hours we'll do the lyrics over it um and then you know take another third day sometimes if i really really like the song to just kind of like really make sure if anything can be changed or you know the mix or anything like that but uh oh, that's cool yeah and then as opposed to the band that will just come in um to give you that other extreme case the bands that come in with fully written and they will just do it the like jacob's band mm -hmm. um, i keep forgetting like yeah i keep forgetting it's a perfect example of that i recorded jacob's band if anyone's listening didn't know that but uh yes um harder every year it's so badass like i'm i think oh, it's thanks, so badass man. and do people everyone yeah, that hears it has been like dude like i'm like dude right like, yeah so yeah all this recordings really were crushing that's yeah. exactly what we wanted yeah I, 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 and you had emailed me i was like yes i want to do something like this so bad. <laughs> but so so basically a band like him where he's the writer you know because some bands have that writer in there and are lucky enough to have a writer in their band he you know you come in with full songs and uh we'll do it the very traditional way drums guitars you know then vocals and uh go through mix revisions and it's very and i like that because um in, in a different way also because 
I don't have to be creative. I can just be technical and like enjoy this band's music, like yeah. getting made in front of me, kind of, you know, like as the drums get laid down, you're like, oh, that's a cool drum beat, but you don't know what the guitars sound like. And then Corey would throw the guitars over it. Hell yeah. And I'd just be like, oh, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course, yeah, dude, when she started screaming, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, that is so sick. But uh, everyone that band, dude. Yeah. Really good job. Um, that's cool though yeah do you so. find it I mean I guess it's not really a, it probably depends on the project obviously as it being easier or harder um, to do whatever but it probably just depends on the people yeah the people yeah, you're yep. working with 100% it depends on how prepared they are yeah um, just preparation like that you know again like there are people that come to me with no songs written and will still get a song done in two days but that's because I know ahead of time that that's what we're getting into. Then there are some bands that will be like, no, we, you know, we write our own stuff. We don't need any help with that stuff. And I'll be like, okay, no problem. And then they'll come in and the song's like half written. And they're like, well, you know, we didn't really get time to finish it. And so we were hoping to kind of work on it here. And oh, I'm like, my God. I'm like, okay, but now you brought me like a song that I have to try and finish instead of like just starting a fresh idea, which is like infinitely easier. Yeah. Um, because then you're kind of working with their constraints yeah, of their song yeah, they, yeah. you know, half-ass wrote or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, or it'll just like kind of big obvious difference between a part, <laughs> the part before it. it's just like, oh my god, like this is very easily like glued or you know, just puzzle piece together. But it, it's different with every band, um, and I, you have to find that one thing about. There's always that one person in each band who cares the most. It's kind of on or two people usually that just care the most and you got to dial in with those people and uh, figure out what their vision is for the man more than more so than the bassist who's like you know everyone loves him and he does great his job and he's great bassist but he's just kind of there because he loves everyone he loves playing music you know yeah. not more of a decision maker yeah so he asked me he's like i don't i don't know yeah so <laughs> so like yeah you know and so i try and find the guy who's or girl who's cares you know the most and that's that's no offense to anyone else in the band but there always is that one person i was always that one person yeah. in my band you know and that makes it cool for the recording engineer i mean yeah, that, you, yeah. That's, you're, that's your identify your contact, yeah, the whole yeah. entire yeah, recording yeah. process so yeah. cool. especially if you're doing any kind of songwriting or anything you can probably tell in about 10 minutes who these yep. people are you're exactly like, okay, that guy they sit on the couch hanging out cool <laughs> yep. this guy's right in my face okay. it's, it's, it's it's very usually the one guy that emails me first or contacts me first because he's the guy taking the initiative yep. to like get things rolling sometimes it's not though like uh like it'll just be like they'll just have one guy in the band who's better at emailing people and so they make him email everyone yeah and then you get there and you're talking to him all day and he's just like he kind of thinks you have a crush on him. He's like, why are you talking to me so much? You know what I mean? Like, you, you emailed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, isn't this your band? <laughs> like, but, yeah. Anyways, each band is different. It, yeah. it's, it's always kind of fun figuring them out, like the new ones. <laughs> that but, sounds like a whole like psychology class. Of yeah, I mean, 100%. <laughs> I, I say it all the time. 99% of what yeah, I do is psychology. Yeah. Like, it, it's so... It's not technical. It's not, like, even music related it's yeah. psychology like it really is it's just like from the time you find a new client to the time you're like trying to make them happy with the end product it's total psychology like just being able to read them and know what they're feeling you know 
Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, jumping from that, actually, because, um, you know, talking about psychology as a tool, um, just just to jump back to it for a little bit, um, what's your relationship with, like, uh, like recording gear or equipment, just, you know, kind of in general, or, like, even your space, like, in general, like, we were talking about the library yeah. and how much you liked it. I definitely got a fetish for it, like, yeah, um, <laughs> like... I think I think it's just as sexy, you know, as the next guy, like all the knobs and buttons and stuff. And I'm trying, I'm trying to require some knobs and buttons, you know, um, but they're expensive. But uh, yes. again, again, you know, I keep going back to it. The the industry has just changed so much that you'll find more people like dissing the expensive knobs and buttons because you don't need them really to make like uh, a great sounding recording. I mean, most top forty songs that you hear right now, uh, up until the last like one percent of their production were all done on a laptop somewhere you know at some in some hotel room you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. in paris or something you know like these professional writers aren't booking out these million dollar studios to just go like you know write stuff or or, you know you can you can do it with such cheap uh material now that it's not the biggest deal and I think it's great because that's what allowed me to get into recording mm-hmm. for sure. And other people that should be getting into recording and deserve to be doing this for a living who 20 years ago would never have the opportunity or <clears throat> be able to afford, excuse me, <clears throat> any of the gear you would need. Um, but I definitely, I don't derive my pride from it. Okay. I try and imagine at any point, the minimal that I would need to be able to do what I do if I had to. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is in the box, meaning a lot of it is software, um, based. <clears throat> um, but I always wanted to have like that huge studio, like with the $300,000 board and everything, yeah, but yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But it, to me, after, after just doing it on this level to, to having what I have, it seems so, I don't know if like trifling is the word. It just seems so like um, it, it's if I were to make that my goal to have that nice of a studio, that would probably be like it. Like I, you know, there would be no vacations for the next ten years. There would be no like you know nice house. There would be no you know anything yeah. like that. That would be what I wanted. It would have to be what I wanted more than anything. Yeah. Um, I love my gear and it's very important to me. I have like a few pieces that I really like, uh, that are like really important to me, but, uh, I definitely try and like not, not pride myself on it and not, not be like, uh, I, I think, uh, the second half to the question was about the studio, like the space in general. Mm-hmm. Now that is a whole different, whole different thing because yeah, this place is like, it is like, I, I feel like I'm like just, it, me, we're the same entity, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I You're like to one. feel about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like this place is a part of me. I'm a part of it. And I'm I'm literally, I'm talking about like the four walls and the floor and the ceiling. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, not to divulge too much of your personal information, but, you know, to the people that don't know, you you literally live in your studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was kind of that is Like, I always wanted a cool-ass, like, you know, artist loft with a uh, big open space that you mm-hmm. could just have instruments everywhere in and like there's a studio there so you could just record it's just purposed you know what i mean like the whole point of this place was you, like there's no point being here if you're not going to make music or there's like nothing to do here except make music like yeah, you, just, sure. you just can't help but to want to create when you're here and uh 
yeah, I just couldn't really do the the typical like cookie cutter apartments where I'm always being told to turn my music down or like, you know, don't play at a certain time or I was just kind of, kind of tired of all that. I really needed like, so I was like, if I'm going to do this uh, studio thing, it'd be cool to do it a little different and kind of do it in a warehouse and like yeah. also just put a dope ass like loft in that warehouse and never have to leave. <laughs> like yeah, That's cool. That's exactly what you did too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, and, and we, we had to put some work in to change the place. But, yeah, I, I do have a lot of love for, like, the studio itself, uh, more so than the gear. But, yeah. That's perfect. So kind of getting into that, um, just to, like, in a, an addendum to that question specifically, um, like this, this specific pieces you were talking about loving and things like mm-hmm. that and, like, how connected you are to the space – how do you feel like um, those pieces of gear or the space itself affects the creativity? That's a good question. Um, to me personally, and I can't speak for like all artists, but to me, it, it means like a it a, means a lot. Um, again, because I think I was kind of touching on it, but in, in the wrong way was that you know the, the whole writing music in a bedroom thing. I've been doing it since I was twelve, you know, and I love it. But uh, I mean, I love just like making music anywhere, but there was a point when I was around like 23 where I really started to take myself seriously as an artist and be like, okay, like I should afford myself like the indulgence of having like the creative space that I want to work in and really, you know, cause I knew I, I, I knew I didn't suck and I knew like I had the potential to be really good at writing. Um, but I wanted to like have a space that was just, completely meant for that it's where i wasn't like you know trying to like dig in my closet for like a, a spare guitar cable or, or you know something like that to be able to plug into my laptop and set up on my bed or something you know and like try and write a song i wanted to have everything just like a studio that at any given moment you could hit record and reach out to your left or right and there's something to make noise with and and put an idea down with and uh just be as loud as I want here, be like as big as I want, just, you know, be unapologetic. And uh, it actually, I I really think like it has a huge deal. Um, I think if you're listening to this and you're like a creative type who, I don't know, it requires like space, like literal physical space to do what you want to do. You should, if you're very, if you're serious about your passion, you should take that seriously. Yeah. Like, um, same with like, I don't know, like a leather worker or something, you know, if you're trying to do that in like the kitchen of your apartment or something, maybe think about getting a storage unit or something where you can actually go out and spread out, hang your tools up, you know, and be loud to run a buzzsaw, you know, I don't know anything like that, you know? Um, cause yeah, I think when you start taking yourself seriously, like it, it, it reflects in your art or whatever you're trying to do uh, that, you know, you, you you are taking yourself seriously, and a lot, and I think the impact that this place had was like my clients saw that I was I took myself is, seriously. I'm walking in here is like, okay, this dude. Needs. I'm not fucking around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we're in this legit studio. Yeah. it's professional. It's and that was the whole point of it because um, it's so hard to get into this. Like, if I was just in my um, and a lot of guys do this very successfully, but at some point they've you could trace back to why they can do this successfully now, but um, being a bedroom producer, which is like a term, I'm going to say a lot because it's a term in our industry. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's a very viable thing now if you can like but it's you have to have like a lot under your belt to be able to just get, leave the studio setting and just say no, I'm just gonna record bands in my house because they respect me enough and they know that my product will still be good enough when I was new to the game I was like I can't do that like no one's gonna want to go to just some other random dude in his bedroom you know what I mean trying to record bands so this place was as much as it was for me personally to have a space that I can like you know hopefully when I opened it I was like you know, I'm going to make the best work I've ever made in the next three years at this place. That was my goal. But also to, you know, if I'm going to be a producer, I, I I want people to, like, you know, turn their head and be like, okay, that guy's serious. He's not just, like, some guy hitting us up on the Internet trying to get some money from us. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, he's doing it. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like, I don't know, my power play move was to just go all in. And, and like, it was the scariest thing ever. I had no idea what was going to happen when I opened this place. And... Yeah, the mystery yeah. is good. I think that the unknown is great. Yeah, you know in that sense because you you don't know the possibilities are obviously endless, but obviously you have to put the work into it still. The, so there, there's a uh, there's poetry in the struggle for sure. Like yeah. um, there's definitely it. It, you can romanticize it for sure. If you look back, and if I if I look back, I'm very grateful for the time I've had here, even though like day in and day out it a struggle to like you know and i want to shoot myself every time i see my bank account but like <laughs> still like it, it's you know i can look back on some really good memories at this that you know that have happened here so that's perfect yeah it's also a great little segue into the next question one of my favorite questions um obviously your journey's been crazy from florida to new york to getting your drum set when you're in <laughs> you know seventh grade or whatever um so what are some of your big and small accomplishments that you've kind of encountered along the way Oh man, you de you definitely have to um, when you haven't reached your goals that you want to reach, like your big goals. You have to every creative person, you, like I encourage you to look back on what you have done. Yeah, so that's a good question. Like, yeah. cause yeah, you, everyone should look back on like the little things they've done and yeah. be happy. Um, recently, um, I guess the most recent thing, which was kind of cool, was I got to play Warp Tour this year. Uh, that was, yeah, yeah, that was the summer. I got to play on, uh, like, the Journeys, like, main stage thing with uh, a band called Izzy Sons, who yeah. I filled in with a little bit, and we're, I'm about to mix their next single. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he just sent it to me, and I need to, like, open it, but... Uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh if you're listening to this, he, he hopefully said, you've opened it by now. Prom oh, yeah, promise, <laughs> promise Rob will get to it. Yeah, and I, I, I love Cage, and... Uh, but yeah, so that was really fun, and R.I.P. Warp Tour. But I say, I was like, yeah. I'll say that uh, Warp Tour is over next year. Yeah, it? yeah, and um, uh, I think also last year, the, definitely one of the coolest things was I got to go down to, uh, I got to go back to Orlando with a band that one of my bands that I like co-write with, and um, I've been a pretty big hand on their like production team. Um, they they booked time to go work with Andrew Wade, who is a producer who did like a, he was the guy who produced all that Day to Remember stuff. Um, oh, All good. of uh, Neck Deep and uh, Wage War, if you know any of these guys. Mm -hmm. Humongous names in the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back when we were mostly in the scene and stuff here, that was yeah. a humongous event. So it was really cool. He has this brand new, like, super nice uh, studio down in Orlando. Sick. And so I got to go down there with them and, like, help him write a song for them. And that was just a very, like... Uh, again, like, it was just a very, conf like, affirming experience that 
Okay, I'm kind of doing this right. Like the way he did co-writing sessions is the exact same way I do co-writing sessions. So it was really cool to see that someone at his level, just like I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. He's just been doing it forever. You know what I mean? So he's just like working with way bigger artists. Um, so that was cool. Um, and the trip itself was really fun. Um, I'm going to be working with the same band with the August Burns Red producers, um, Grant and Carson up in... Uh, I don't know, they're in, like, Ohio next year or something. Like, I'll I'll be going to Ohio next year. Um, And then other than that, uh, every album I've put out, like, the with my current band, um, Six Light, that was a... There's a lot of, like... uh, With every album, any bands, there's a lot of bullshit that goes behind it before it actually gets put out. But once it actually gets put out, you feel really proud about it. That was also the first record of my own from one of my own bands that I had released songs in there that I had completely like mixed and mastered like the whole thing um so just kind of as a producer and a songwriter that was like a personal goal um because usually when it's my material I, I would I like to send it off to someone better than myself you know what I yeah. mean just to like make sure or whatever um so yeah th- there was that every other album I've released um I've played some cool shows I think the the true like this sounds so lame, but I think the people that I've met is this is like truly yep. like a, you know like I definitely agree. The, I've just I mean like art is a, it's not a competition it's a war you know what I mean I've been in the trenches with some dudes like yeah. just the, and I know I know you have too like just those long like super drunken into five thirty where you're just like you know, crying on each other's shoulder with your guitars, you know, because you're just like, dude, like, I want this so bad. I want this too. I want this for you, man. I want this for you, dude. Like, you, know, you couldn't have described it better. Yeah, and it's so true, and, and it is so funny, but, like, yeah, I mean, like those, that's, like, those are some real moments that, like, when you just, you're just, like, you couldn't possibly want something more, and, like, you're, you just could not be possibly working any harder to do it and not only that but you're doing it with some dudes that hopefully you can call like your best friends you know what yeah, i mean sure. and uh it just tests your character and i really like that i mean in every musician that really wants to make music for a living you wake up every day facing with uh, you wake up every day to immediate rejection and facing the reality that your dream is just a complete pipe dream and it's never going to happen but you just shove it down and you know, go for it still every, every single day. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really appreciate the people who have like shared that experience with me, you know, for sure. That's, that's, Ooh. oh yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean, the people, I mean, in this industry is your people, it's people every day. I mean, like yeah. that's what you're dealing with is people. So yep. I'm sure you meeting, you know, some of your idols and some of your people yeah, are better yeah. than you and this day and stuff has been a compliment, compliment mm-hmm. to themselves. Yeah. That's awesome. And also leads me to some of your, maybe you mentioned some producers, um, the last question, um, but who are your, some, some of your inspirations now? Oh man. Um, Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's changed because you like, and I don't know these dudes personally, so I really yeah, don't make it, I don't make it doesn't make a difference. But it changes because you kind of like you you see what they're doing, and like when you used to be like, man, they're so good. Now you're like, I could fucking do that. Like, <laughs> like you know, like so. And I um, but there there are some greats. I think one of my most favorite producer is uh, David Bendith. Uh, he did all the, 
Way back, he did like all the Breaking Benjamin stuff. He did Paramore's Riot. Oh, shit. He okay. did. Oh wow, that's a huge record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then also um, off of him, uh, Dan Corneff, who was his engineer for years, who was making these killer records with him, um, and now is his own producer in his own right. He's the shit. And it's cool because like the industry, as 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 kind of rock star as these producers are to people in the industry. Like I, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Like they're obtain, like, you know, they are reachable, and you can, they'll interact with you on Facebook and stuff. Like they, they won't just big league you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so. That's good. That's real good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's there's a lot of writers in the game that I think are really killing it. Um. A guy named Eric Ron is doing really cool things right now. I, I've kind of got my eye on him as like. Uh, the guy who's like I, I I like his career. I like following people's career and like yeah, kind of just sure. uh you know. And it's important to do anyways and yeah. try and like you know try and like see how they're getting to that successful yeah. part of their lives. It, yeah, because like I never I would never like fanboy out over these people and be like oh my god like you know to tell me what you were doing on this record and blah 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 you know but I I do respect the hell out of most dudes even even if I like really don't like you. And I, I, I respect you if you're doing your thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's very... That's yeah. A, I'm glad you said that because that's yeah. so true in the industry. It's oh, like, yeah. You know what? You might not get along, but yeah. you're doing your shit. So. Yeah, it's like if you're good at what you do, I can't talk shit, you know? Like, do your thing. We just won't hang out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I watch my far, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> give my respect for it. Yeah, yeah. And there's plenty of dudes. Like, like I think there's some... Because Greensboro has a lot of uh, talented... I mean, I won't say a lot, but... A handful of, of well, all creatives, like really talented, yeah. um, and we're becoming a hotbed for that. People are starting to catch on to that. But for musicians too, there's like a handful of musicians here that are really good. And yeah. uh, I agree. Yeah, that like, uh, I'd say more so than not, there's animosity there. But like at the end of the day, if we see each other at the bar, we'll get each other drinks and we'll talk about how cool we thought that one thing that they just did was, you know what I mean? And I yeah, that. there, there's no, there's no like super bad blood, but I, I love that competition. Like, I love it. You know, I, I love when someone else, like another, one of those fellow writers. Um, I mean, like one of them is the guitarist in my band, Curtis. He's like a writer too. If he'll write something, I'll be like, Oh shit. Like, I'm like, I need to one up that immediately. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't let that fly. It's <laughs> a healthy competition. Yeah. yeah. And, and we talk about that all the time. He's the same way. If he's listening, love you, Curtis. But, uh, <laughs> we, we just like, we both want to like destroy each other in the most loving way. <laughs> like yeah. we, we just both want to like, write something that destroys the last thing the other person just wrote. Yeah, you know? so have the competition, like you yeah, said earlier. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's, yeah. So yeah, that's, perfect. that's awesome. a big inspiration. Thank you. That was a good little set. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to Bloodstone and yourself, um, how are you uh, going about marketing and branding? Oh, word of mouth. Um, word of mouth okay. Yeah, people ask this a lot. Uh, with recording, branding is kind of different, but with recording, um, you should, you're not doing something right if you're not getting work from word of mouth. Obviously, when you start out, it's really hard. Um, and I've, I've probably sent in the past three years close to 500 cold emails to bands. You got to do it. You just have to do it. It's grunt work right there. Yeah, you just have to do it. And uh, with a totally like templated message where I just switch the band names <laughs> in and out, like you like you just have to do it. And but from that, I met like some cool bands that are reoccurring. What do you call them? Um, returning customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're great. And yeah, it started with a cold email. But you know, when you meet face to face, it becomes a, a, a not just a personal relationship, but a deep one. And uh, because 
you are curating their art pretty much. I don't know how how you want how you know you're taking they're putting their baby in your hands and yeah. want you to like raise it into a finished product <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know um so yeah uh i don't really i've thought about doing like facebook ads and stuff I, but I'm, again i'm trying to hold off on that in case that like it, like unless i really need to or something um but yeah um i think if because bands play shows and they tell other bands and if you're recording if a if you killed it for a band and their recording is really good, people will ask you, yeah. where'd you get that recording? Cause That's very true. they want to know where they can go get that recording, you know? Um, so that's as far as marketing branding is uh, different because I, I do toss that around a lot because I have my, I have the studio bloodstone studios and then I have my name, Rob Endling, you know, as a producer. Um, so like I said, it, one day when this, if the studio isn't around anymore and I'm obviously still working I'm not 100% sure if I'll still be, or if I'll call my new studio Bloodstone Studios or if I'll just stick under Rob Enling. I love the name Blood. Yeah, I love the name Bloodstone um and it's been a cool brand uh so far. I just don't I ha- I haven't figured out yet if it'll be like right to call another place Bloodstone. Um my website's still Bloodstone and I'll still have to pay for that. So I probably will leave <laughs> it that way. Yeah. Use it for something. Yeah, yeah. Um but you know, it it doesn't. Uh, I I see that the point of that question though that actually affects other like if you're trying to start a shop on Etsy or be a photographer or a videographer and stuff. I think that uh that that's like a thing like branding and marketing yeah. and stuff, uh, especially like you know if you're selling a product. Um, so I'm not the best person to ask about marketing. Uh, no, you're fine. I think what you I think what you said is just the truth. I mean. I mean, there's a thousand trillion thousand bands out in the world and mm-hmm. I think word of mouth is obviously is you know like mm-hmm. you said like bands like where'd you where, who recorded that and that's yeah, freaking yeah. amazing so yep. obviously that you know gives you new clients mm-hmm. and all that so it's really important that you're doing good work yeah. and that's marketing in itself and it's free marketing if you think about it okay. the way art well that bands pay for your yeah. time but I mean yeah um, it's, it's absolutely true I mean true yeah. story we recorded with you obviously a couple months ago and we've had at least a handful of people be like, oh man, you know, those, those recordings are awesome. Like they sound so big and crushing, which I mean, they do, you did a a killer job, but like I had so many people be like, oh, you must've recorded at this studio. Right. Right. And like, you must pay like, oh, you must pay like this crazy money and gone out of state to go to the studio. We're like, nah, dude, we went to Rob and and Rob's the man. Like he hooked it up. Uh, And and that's, it's so important what you just said. Like, I try so hard for people to be like, yeah, Rob's the man. Like, and that's not because I, and I believe that you didn't say that because of how good your recordings were, mm-hmm. but because of the experience that you had while you were here. That's like, oh yeah, if you were a total asshole, we wouldn't be yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I, could, I could give you the best recordings of the world, and if I'm, if you don't, if I'm a dick, like no one's gonna want to sit in a room with me. I mean, me I've, I've been days. on that, you know, I've been on that side for for sure. You know, I've, I've got some, you know some friends I grew up with that own studios and stuff that they're some of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them, I was in his wedding and he's got mm-hmm. one of the best studios in the area. It's so yeah. Sick. You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. He's so good. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then, you know, I've got, uh, I've been in bands where we went to studios. We didn't know anybody. And when you mm-hmm. saw, you're like, Oh damn, you know, they've got pro tools. Exactly. But like, I remember like there's this one guy specific. I don't even think he's doing it anymore, but like he had pro tools. He had this dope studio he had like some crazy Neumann, like seven thousand mm-hmm. dollar microphone. We're like, oh man, we got to go to this guy. Yep. We went, 
he was the weirdest dude. Mm, just an and enthusiast was, with too much money for gear. Yeah, yeah and I mean, dude, it, it turned, yes. it, you know, it affected our performance. As soon as we walked in, he was weird. Like, we started playing like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it messed with the whole yep. thing. I mean, the songs, they, you know, they weren't awful, but they could have been way better. And yep. we're never going to go back, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's funny you say that because <laughs> obviously I've been in the studios a ton of with bands and friends and stuff and it's one of the things like being photography is not necessarily the gear it really is someone it really is the person mm -hmm. I've been in studios with and shout out to Avery he's gonna hit me for saying this story but um back when he was recording uh, his band Forever Go it was the same scenario we've been in the studio with a lot of cool stuff and gear and all that mm -hmm. kind of crap and he recorded the songs on Acid Pro to give to him to kind of like you know give an idea of what it was and the songs came out like Worse than the Astro Pro songs, yeah, so yeah. God, it's, yeah. that's crazy. You say that story is it really? It really makes a difference of you know the person. Oh so, yeah, hundred percent. It's pretty it, hilarious. It's an experience thing. Like I feel like a, most bands, like they don't they don't realize it, but they are paying for the experience because like. I mean, like, none of my songs are going to make a million dollars. None of anyone's I've recorded bands or songs are going to make a million dollars. These songs are something so when you look back in 20 years you can say like you were here and you did something you know yeah. what i mean like so and the experience of recording them should be a part of that like good memory like it yeah. should be oh man our oh let's go listen to that, our old songs oh man remember, remember when we were recording this Dude, yeah. that was fucking that was awesome you know like man it was such a good time like you know that type thing like so it, it's it's important to like put uh effort into the experience and, and again like that's why i, I when it comes to like the mood of the room and all these, you know, that's why you got to try so hard to keep that mood up because people will just remember that like, they will remember that experience as man. Yeah. That was just like, even if they don't, they thought you were cool, but the entire time was just a bad feeling for them. Like they feel like things weren't going their way. They still won't want to come back and work with you. Cause like they, they'll just, they will remember feeling like a certain type of way while they were there, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, good experiences are important to me. So, Perfect. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, so obviously your journey has brought you a long way for the accomplishments and all the milestones you've had. Um, so what's next? What's next for, uh, for you? So, yeah, we talked about this a little before we started recording, but um, my lease ends on this place next year, and so it is up in the air um, if I'm staying in Greensboro or not. Uh, I mean, if I don't resign my lease on this place, I'm definitely not staying in greensboro it'll be because i'm trying to move on to another city but yeah, uh sure. other than that as far as career wise i've still got like i've got a really strong goal of a billboard charting album before 30 um okay very sustainable. yeah just just you know i don't care what fucking chart it is and it doesn't have to be my band and yeah that, that really is more of a like i'd really like to do that before 28 type goal but you know i don't want to set myself up for disappointment on that one <laughs> you know but <laughs> it, it definitely just keep um just keep finding talent i'm always looking for talent like then that that's basically what my job is at its core is if i really want to get somewhere as a producer trying to find, you know keep recording bands keep recording local bands finding you know what's out there that no one knows about um but yeah ne next year i've got a couple cool records planned working with some bigger producers to and, uh, yeah, we'll see if I end up in, I don't know, Nashville or somewhere. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you what cities you were looking at. Yeah, Na Nashville, Nashville's really looking appealing. Like, And I told you I'm really looking at getting into uh, music for film and TV, potentially, as, like, a not just a side gig, but maybe, like, a 50-50, like, yeah. what I 
do um but uh and a lot of guys are doing that out there so but we'll see yeah um definitely just always writing music and um definitely just gonna keep recording bands that's but, awesome yeah. Dude, that's so sick i've always wondered how like the movie industry work with these different i guess artists mm-hmm. and making songs like that so if you got that that would be awesome to see yeah. often means i gonna keep up with that so if you ever yeah. do that, that's gonna be cool no for yeah. sure yeah it, it, it's a whole different world and so yeah. i'm kind of like i just kind of like I've, I've always known about it but i'm just really diving into it here in the past few months and like you know making some contacts and emailing some people and i'm just kind of like this this kind of seems like something that's for me like this seems like uh something well, especially if you love the songwriting aspect I mean, yeah, that feels yeah. Like, like a really glorified version and of that, what's know? great about it is you know when you do a band you have to stick into a certain your fans are always going to want you to sound that certain way like you, you know always don't you know you can't be a hardcore band and then come out with like slow indie or whatever the next album like people are gonna you know <laughs> ceremony yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I, 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 I mean i was thinking like even like suicide silence they got it bad this past year like, oh I, didn't, I haven't heard anything from them in a they, long time. Um, they got torn to shreds with their album they put out this year but uh, it happens your fans will turn on you and it's such a sad thing because i imagine these guys who have been made writing the same songs for 10 years and all they want to do all they want to do (laughs) is just like write something a little different so they can have it to listen to you know what i mean or so they can you know maybe see if anyone likes that and uh more often than not it'll ruin your career and so the thing about production music is you're not an artist like you can make all these different genres and it's very creatively fulfilling and you don't have to worry about like your record label dropping you because you did uh you know a country song one day and then a pop song the next you yeah know? so yeah that's that's kind of it's looking very appealing to me right now yeah that's sure. cool it'd be cool because they definitely uh they're bringing back lord of the rings as a uh tv series so <laughs> You should definitely shoot for that. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> that would be so great. I was thinking about Lord of the Rings the other day. Like they need to give that franchise like a breather. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's weird, man. I, I, I don't. I'm trying. Obviously, the book is huge. Yeah, a lot of different stories that weren't told. But I mean, I guess someone has to write the music for it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, someone's getting paid mad money. Yeah, to write a lot of millions yeah. probably. But cool. Yeah, give us some um, some of your advice for the up and coming. Is there recording engineers oh, and then producers and just advice? Shit, everything creative. you said was advice. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you gave us your whole story was advice. But um, yeah, so I, I would just say um, you're not gonna make it in the next year. Um, so sit your ass down, be humble. Yeah. Record something <laughs> every day. Record something every day. Write something every day. If you're a guitarist record yourself playing guitar every day if you're a singer sing every day record yourself singing um talk to me if you're thinking about going to a trade school like full sale please literally email me and let me talk (laughs) you out of that um um but yeah i think any creative uh professional because i think this could be applied to anyone but it's just it's really really hard and you're gonna wake up every day with no nobody wants you to succeed like literally like your parents that's it nobody really gives a shit if you get anywhere in life so like like um you really need to just push and i think if i could tell my i think if i could tell my 18 year old self one thing one thing it would be like you don't 
You don't get anything if you don't ask for it. You have to ask for it. Nobody, n nobody is going to just show up on your doorstep one day and say, "Hey, have you been writing a bunch of songs? Do, or do you have songs? That, and you, do you want to be a rock star? Because we're looking for people that want to be rock stars, <laughs> you know. Or, or if you're a graphic designer, you know, some, you know, corporate whatever is not going to show up on your doorstep saying, "Hey, do you make? Uh, do you rebrand like companies? Because we need that. We need you that. know, we, we go straight to you. No, yeah, like." Um, Get really good at your craft in, in you know, stay in the trenches. Get really good at your craft so when the time comes, you know, you have something to show for it. But you have you have to put those opportunities out there. You have to make those opportunities happen. It's not going to happen if you just stay idle and um, don't try and make any connections with anyone or don't try and meet anyone. Um, and, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. So if, if you know, if you're this, at the same place you were a year ago, you need to try something new. You need to think about, like, a bold change, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. the only thing consistent in life is change. So embrace change. When change happens, it's not a shitty thing. It's an opportunity. And when you fail, you're gonna fail a lot. You're gonna yes. fail a shitload. Yes. Yeah, I'm still failing constantly. Like I'm, yes. I, I am mid <laughs> failure right now. Like I'm waiting on an email tomorrow to tell me I failed at something. You know what I mean? And then I'm just gonna get right back on the fucking train and keep trying. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Just uh, if you really love something, there's money to be made doing it. You just can't take no for an answer. I love that. So yeah. That's perfect. I love that you came from a trench. I mean, the bedroom producer you came from that to this, and that's really cool. It's inspiring to me. It's really inspiring to Jacob. Oh, and you're inspiring to me, dude. Like, and I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed your photography, and you've been a cool dude to know ever since we met. So yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout and and, and, you, and you got that book coming out. When's the yes. when's the release party the book thing? Is December first. It's in like two weeks. I should have the books tomorrow. Actually, that's gonna be. It's really nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, it's your yeah, first book. First book. That's so awesome. First of hopefully many. Hell yeah! How Thank many you. are you printing? I'm doing seventy at first. Okay. Seventy at first. What are you charging for them? There will be there will be twenty bucks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I might hit you up with like a pre-sale. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, and obviously it's that prior not to be back on me for this one. The podcast. I'll probably do another podcast on this later on, but like it'll be yeah. a prior. Oh, so. we will. I'll interview. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, that we probably do. That. I didn't talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we do. That. We should. We should. Uh, or you should interview. Uh, Harder every year at some point after they've been playing some shows for a while. <laughs> oh no, that man sucks. Yeah. Well, you know they suck, but I really like them. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Katie's all right, but yeah. Well, cool. Yes, dude. Thank you for everything. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked that you mentioned Full Sail because yeah. I mean, everyone has seen the ad on YouTube or yeah. somewhere. It's just like, oh, that looks awesome. And then it's like, when you I'm, talk about branding, they put themselves out there. Yeah, they, they do great. Hard, and and yeah. you know, you know where they get the budget to do that because um, out of that 300 person class in my first month, by the third month, that goes down to 75 people. So you're and and one month of tuition is around like six grand or something oh, you know gosh, dude, so, so so imagine you know those 225 people paying six grand for three months who quit that happens every single month that's your money yeah and the, oh and the dude the owner uh if this oh this will this i got you right here um the owner 
uh, I forget his fucking name, is one of Mitt Romney's and Donald Trump's biggest campaign supporters and drives around in a fucking Ferrari like a douchebag. So don't 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 <laughs> yeah. go to full sale. Okay. <laughs> Please email me if uh, you know, you're really considering it or you feel like pressure from your family to go to college, like I you trust me, your family will thank me too, like if you for not going there. Like it's cool. It's awful. Anyways. Well shoot. Yeah, yeah, that's some good shit. Yeah. Um, but dude, thank you. This has been great for me. Obviously, I've, I've known you, but I didn't know about your story, and this has been super awesome. Mm-hmm. You've come a long damn way. <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna follow you the rest of it. Um, but yeah, so tell us where we can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, so uh, if you can find me on Facebook, I am the only Rob Enling. But uh, the easiest thing would be to just email me at rob at bloodstonestudios dot com. Okay. Um, bloodstonestudios.com is also a website so check my work out there um and check out the gorgeous studio that we're in right now yeah yeah, yeah. yes please come and yeah hit me up if you want a tour or uh anything i mean i can i work with all genres and uh really like working with new people so yeah yeah hell yeah we're gonna follow you on your your whole entire journey we'll be watching every step so hell yeah that's awesome well i appreciate you guys having me Sure. Thank you. And, you know, as always, support local things. Yeah, support (laughs) local shit, for sure. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks.